When you hear the trippy music, you know it's time for some call me Tim. I always try to time it with that weird sound and it never really works. Uh, welcome to Some Call Me Tim here on MutinyRadio.fm. This is the show where we talk about God, gods, religion, uh, all that stuff. Uh, we also, you know, we talk about well, we we talk about whatever our special guest believes in. And we have an awesome special guest for you guys today on Some Call Me Tim. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by Timothy Pizza, also known as Pervert Fervor. Pervert. It could change. Fervor. I love your name, Pervert Fervor. I think it's a great, I think it's a great, great name. People are arguing right now on Twitter if I should change it to Fit Mom. Fit Mom? Yeah. Nah, Pervert Fervor is way better. They both have linguistic qualities that I enjoy, like pervert fervor has it's that hard embedded. To say, yeah. Well, it has the embedded e sound. Fer, pervert fervor. <laughs> it's a it's it's a slant rhyme. It's a it's assonance. It's rhyming vowel sounds between words. I enjoy that very much. Also, fit mom. Yeah, like it's a hashtag. Fit mom. Like it's fit, a good hashtag. It's funny. It's like because it's a fit joke. Mom. I started tagging everything Pervert Fervor did with uh, hashtag fit mom, and now fit mom. There's all these fit moms that. Wow. Yeah, fit mom is nice because it's linguistically it's two small words that both like fit mom. It, yeah. It's nice because you have the short i and the long o at the end. Not that I'm etymologically breaking down all of your band oh, names. Speaking of uh, etymology, I wrote a Pam joke oh! for you because I can't use it. Uh, so you, so you want to hear it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I was listening to this podcast the other night, and this lady was talking about the word, uh, well, it was about the Boston Stranglers, and they were talking about they wouldn't let uh, women be on the jury because uh, during the Boston, uh, Boston Strangler trial because um, they thought that, like, oh, women are going to, you know, just hate the guy. So or faint. Would, yeah, it was an all-male jury. And then she says uh, the word testimony literally comes from the word testicles. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, what's up with breastimony? Right. That's <laughs> nice. Breastimony. Breastimony. Because it's yeah. like you got the peephole and the. Uh, right. Yeah. Breastimony. Yeah. Bre- breastimony. Yeah. Where I, Timothy is referring to a joke where I say uh, that you know, language is political and uh, I don't want to be a feminist, but I have to be because I'm a woof man. I'm a person. <laughs> I'm a huge man. Yeah. We're all people. And I mean, I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So that's the joke he's referring to. Uh, we have a jokester in the house with us today on Some Call Me Tim. Everybody clap your hands wildly for a very special guest. Jay Terrio. Yay. Woo! We'll have to, we'll have to fix your microphone again. Tim, will you go out and, and mix? Uh, is it, is it a good one? Just point it up. Yeah, I can hear you, but not as loud as I'd like yeah, to. Yeah, I'll go fix it. We'll have Tim come fix yeah. you. I'm sorry, I'm such a burden. No, 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 no <laughs> burden, no burden. Uh, I'm just excited that we have uh, that we have a wheelchair accessible uh, doorway. just keeps sagging maybe yeah make the tether shorter the problem is that our equipment here at mutinyradio.fm the entropy in the space is just so great everything used to work so well and now all of our mic stands they just they like um they wilt like like flowers in the morning he knows exactly why that is pervert fervor knows everything about 
he used to be in a band, so he would know intimately how all of these crazy things work. Sweet. Oh, wait, it's going to be in the front. So uh, you guys are listening to Mutiny Radio. FM. This is Some Call Me Tim. People ask, why is the show called Some Call Me Tim? Yeah. And it's, there we go. That's great. Yeah? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yay. Yay. All right. Hey, Jade, how are you doing? Good. I feel like I uh, broke into somebody's house. I'm like in the other room <laughs> looking at you guys over a bit. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me. Tim. Oh, thanks I'm for being here to, here to share your beliefs here on Some Call Me T- Tim. This is a show where we talk to a different person every week about what they believe in. We usually start with this. Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I, I'm sure he existed. He was, so he was an alive human. Yeah, people existed. talk about him all the time. So, but you don't think that he was uh, the divine, the, the the incarnation of God, one of the triptych, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, all in the same kind of thing. Sure, he was, because that's like what people say, and God is pretty much what people say. So right. So there you go. I mean, yeah, I think um, I, I think people may have attributed a lot of good things to him he may have even well obviously started the religion christianity um you know but yeah no i don't think the bible is literal i don't think that yeah you you think the bible is allegorical so what is your were you raised religiously do you have like a religious background some sort of ideology that other people believe in uh no uh my parents are hippies my dad's in a rock band. That's why I like Timothy Pizza so much. I think that it's great to be in a band and and not believe in God at the same time. Uh, but uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I was raised by pretty open-minded parents. My my mom's side of the family is super, super Christian. Oh! Um, yeah, so they're like really hardcore. We're, we like clash with them really, really bad, and it's it's bad. So, uh, tell us about one of these clashes you've had and why. Was it over? <laughs> was it like a Thanksgiving? Set the scene for us. Christmas. I mean, there's a lot. Easter. I, I don't know. Well, okay. Well, this recent one was over gifts. Gifts. Because okay, it's it's kind of a complicated, maybe not funny story. Doesn't uh, have to be funny. This is but, this okay. show doesn't have to be. You just happen <laughs> to be a comedian. I we have interview to be funny all, all the time, damn it! I cannot <laughs> be funny. Um. Well, and I hope she's not listening, but I guess if she is, you know, fuck it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just like she, uh, like my mom wanted to get her these. Well, my mom didn't want to get her anything, but my, my aunt's obsessed with gifts. She's obsessed with Christmas. She's all about Christmas. She eats Christmas. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she, like, spent all this money on gifts. Like, her house is just hoarded with gifts. It's oh. amazing. It's like gifts. Um, and she always gives me like bullshit shit. Like she got me a salt lamp. A salt lamp? Yeah. Oh, and like it's a piece of salt with a light in it and it's pretty. Yeah. It's like and pink. And it's like really cool, but like I don't have room for it anywhere on my desk anywhere and I just don't. I just can you, can you, is it real salt? Can you lick it? I did. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I've been <laughs> licking it. That's what I've been doing. I'm, but uh, yeah, so anyway, so my, my grandmother was like telling my mom like okay i really want to get your sister these leg warmers oh and my mom was like okay and so she gave my mom money and my mom was like okay i'll go figure out how to do this so she talks to this lady on etsy and 
And my aunt knows she's getting these leg warmers because they're asking her, like, what the specs are, what color, you know, <laughs> custom made, like, fucking leg warmers. They're like, at the, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's like a, a tube of yarn. What is the, I don't know. Um, but she wanted all black, and her legs kept changing size because I guess she had water in her legs or something. So these have to be form-fitting leg warmers? Yeah, because then they'll fall down. That's what leg warmers do! I know, this is already ridiculous. So anyway, <laughs> I know, I'm not even to the part. So, anyway, long story short, she got the leg warmers. They weren't all black, there was a strip of gray on the top. So therefore they were wrong. Oh no! Uh. Yeah, um, and so she didn't even thank my mom, like... <laughs> Like, and then she also got my mom a bunch of bullshit gifts that we didn't need, like a chip and dip, dip plate and just like shit, you know, just shit. Yeah. And so, so anyway, she wanted to, she emailed my mom like two days later and wanted to return the leg warmers. You can't return to things to Etsy, right? Because they're handmade Etsy, gifts. and they were $30 custom made. You can, wow. uh, yeah, you can they, bitch on the internet about anything though. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, she wanted to return. And no, she and my mom was like, well, because I guess it kept falling down because her legs drained of water or something. <laughs> and so. Wait, God. water legs? Is that a thing? Yeah, well, women um, sometimes retain water in their legs, and that's why the ankles, when women are pregnant, they'll be like, oh, my ankles are just so huge because you can retain water in your ankles. Yeah. Oh, that stuff really happens? I thought you guys were just nuts. No, no, no. It's it's a thing, I guess, that happens. But nice. especially if you're licking your salt lamp. <laughs> yeah. So she, so your your aunt is uh, materialistic and ridiculously Christian. Yeah, and like, and the year before, I was in the hospital. I was dying. Oh my god. Yeah, it was great. And uh, I mean, I do that like every year. It's not like a big deal. But um, but like, we really needed family there. But she was too busy because it was her birthday and Christmas. And she was too busy to come down and save her dying family on Christmas because she was too busy doing Christmas. Christmas. That is, there is some, there is some dramatic irony yeah. there. Uh, what, you said you, so you go to the hospital like once a year. What, what is that like? What do you, is it they have to drain stuff from you oh, or what great. are they? Well, it's just every time I get a cold, oh. it's like the end, you know, so it's like. I just can't get it cold. Right, or yeah. I, that. be careful. That flu is going around. I, oh, I just know. got it. It was awful. Don't get the flu shot or you'll get mm. the flu. Exactly. Like, well, I didn't <laughs> get the flu shot, but I did I did catch the flu because I bite my nails and ride the bus. Uh. And uh, it's a fecal-oral thing, so clearly I ate someone's poop. And then I got that mm. bug. Boy, I puked for four days. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I didn't puke. For, I only puked for two days solid, but then there was no solid poo. This is too much information. So when you get a cold, what happens? Like, your body just shuts down are you what does it feel like you're sleepy did they did well, your blood like, pressure drop like what okay goes? so you know how when you um it's, it's like a big chain so like when you get sick you get like really sniffly uh-huh. you know like i don't i can't cough those out so it just builds up oh and so then i don't breathe and then i don't eat and if i don't eat for more than four hours i like i starve whoa so it's just like, yeah it's pretty cool um wow it's like a superpower opposite of i guess um, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been pretty lucky, like, you know, I'd go more than a year without going to the hospital, and it's more like, I don't know, I don't, like, I don't think of it as, like, oh, this tragic thing, like, oh, I'm in the hospital, like, I mean, I'm hella depressed, but, like, I, you know, I'll get through it, you know, it's fine, like, it's just kind of, it's got to, like, ride its course, 
Um, but here's well, I mean, some. It probably gets less scary every time. Yeah, Maybe. it gets less scary. It's not scary. It just sucks. Like, yeah. it's like I mean, like, cause you know you have to get stabbed with needles and like, you know. I can't imagine. Yeah. Mm. Well, the good news is though, I, I do want to say this and definitely get your like miracle jizz out or whatever you gotta do but uh they cured my disability a couple weeks ago cool yeah so i'm now i'm like a polio patient wow so what was the what was the disease that they yeah well it's a it's i mean i don't don't know i don't know if you want to hear the science mumbo jumbo but basically it's, it's just uh i i am missing the the neuron that Controls my motor functions. Uh huh. So like that's just it's like a blip in my genes and my Fuse DNA. Out. It's yeah. a blip in your genes in your yeah. brain or yeah. in your brain stem. In my DNA, yeah. I, DNA. So, I, so I don't have I don't have the survivor modal neuron that creates the protein that makes my muscles move. Wow. Then this is why yeah. you don't believe in God. Right. Yes. Exactly. Because you exactly. the science. I, well, because well, the miracle. Yeah. The miracle now is they can inject that protein into me now. Whoa. So I'm, I'm gonna. I have that appointment next week. So where happen. do they get the protein from? Uh, they well, they make it because they're God. They are God. They are God. <laughs> they are. Yes. They make the protein out of what? Out of God juice. Okay, perfect. Yeah. They just shoot you with the God juice. What is this going to mean for you? Is this going to mean that you're going to have more motor function? You're going to have um, muscle... Well, that's kind of the sad part. Like, it probably won't mean anything. Uh, <laughs> because, I mean, like, I'm, I'm already grown. I'm already fucked up. Like, you know. But, I mean, hopefully it'll mean that I don't get sick as bad. Right. Which is, like, the big thing. And, like... Just little shit, like you know, like just scratching my face would be great. Right. You know, and like, and I don't know. It's very, it is a very existential crisis for me and a lot of people in the community because, you know, so I, you know, as a person with a disability, I, I, I come from the, um, I guess the medical model, social model school of thinking, which is this idea that. It's not my fault I'm disabled. It's your fault for not accommodating me. You're right. It's your fault. This doorway's not fucking large enough. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. But, but, no. but it's the idea it's that they're always that. trying to cure us. You know, they're always trying to say there's something wrong with your body. We're going to cure you. And until we cure you, we're going to not care about you. Huh. We're going to withhold services. We're going to make the bureaucracy help. I mean, I always say my disability, you know, going to the hospital and shit, that's not why my life sucks. Like, that's not why everything is bad. It's, it's hard when the government and, 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 you know, social welfare services don't have you in mind. Like, like they say, you know, some people, they only get 20 minutes to shower every week. Wow. Yeah. And it's A just, week? Yes. Because they say that's all you need. They, they limit the amount of hours you have. And if you need any more hours than, say, like 200 a month or 150 a month, then they put you in a nursing home. Oh my because, gosh. So unless you know the, the loopholes, I mean, I'm really lucky to, you know, be in a community that knows how to kind of, you know, know what services to apply for and do all, and, you know. But it's still hard. It's hard to find people to work for me. I mean, they, you know, when you're only getting paid $13 an hour. Right. And you can't afford to live here. And here I am. I just need two hours a week on the weekends. Right. You know, I'm not a fucking business mogul. I don't know how to make the perfect, like, schedule to accommodate people who can't afford to live here. You know, and I can't pay them enough. So it's like, 
so, so I guess back to that existential crisis. Now there's a cure. Right. I'm still going to be disabled. That's going to be real. Maybe not as much. But it takes the focus away from what is really the problem. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, and the, and yeah. the problem is that we don't um, have enough services to include all people so yeah. that they're all valued. Exactly. I yeah. mean, there's all this rhetoric about, oh, you just need a cure. Like, right, I, and then right. same with all this inspirational bullshit about, you know, like, like, oh, you overcame your disability. It's like, what about overcoming your fucking ass who didn't have an accessible hotel? Right, right, have, right. Like, you know, I mean, biological diversity is the most natural thing in the world. So, like, you know, why am I not included? In that? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's it's the same thing as it's it's devaluing your humanity. It's the same thing as slavery, or it's the same thing as yeah. saying it's yeah, the same yeah. thing as saying like. Uh, well, black people aren't people, so you don't. We don't have to take care of them, or yeah. it's. And, and well, I mean, I think it's different. I think it's different. I mean, it's it's hard to. I can never compare that to slavery because I was just like, God, that was terrible. Well, um, but, it's, it's, I mean, but, but, look, it's, but, but it's subjugation. It's people seeing you yeah. differently and not valuing you as a person. But it's also this idea that it's unintentional. That you it's know? unintentional. Yeah, I mean, I, I always think ableism is the most. Is the nicest ism. <laughs> I always say that because it's like, you know, when you're racist or you're sexist, you know, you're saying like, you know, this type of person is a lower form of human being, and that's fucked up. Right. But, and, and you may think that way about a disabled person, but it's not out of a superiority complex. It's out of a, oh my God, your life is fucking terrible. Like, I pity you. I, and that pity overshadows the problem because the pity is directed at the disability right right it's that you know i mean your first question was like wow it must suck to be in a hospital all the time <laughs> but and we're just we're just totally valid it does it is really the hard part of my life but at the same time that immediate reaction or that immediate go-to overshadows you know the fact that okay well maybe if i had enough services to support myself i could live a fulfilling life and be happy no problem you know right. what i mean like like if i had if i was living in a world that actually cared about what i had to say and took me seriously then you know right or if you had enough money but that's the thing is it, it doesn't matter if you have enough money then everyone's supposed to care about what you have to say when i was yeah. in uh, college i used to um uh, for two years i uh i forget what the term's called but like i could I would go to people that were disabled houses and uh, do their dishes. I would clean. I wouldn't do any personal care because I was just too weird. I didn't want to do that. But I'd like. Are you sure? I'm hiring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, no. I just like do dishes, hang out. One guy I just like play chess with. But um, over the course of that two years, it was some of the hardest uh, things I'd ever seen and experienced. Mm. Like it, that whole world was just like. There was like one man who had AIDS and he was just basically like, moved to Chico to like get into a section eight place and just drink himself to death. Holy oh. shit. And uh, I used to go over to his place and the, he treated me so awfully. And then like uh, another guy was super nice. We played chess all the time for like a year and never a problem. And then one day I beat him in chess and then he 
flipped out. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, he fell out of his wheelchair and he was like, don't help me. And I was like, I'm not going to. You just totally called me names and I thought you were going to hit me. So I'm out of here. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm like, don't worry though. I'll call somebody and let them know. He's like, don't call anybody. And I was like, I, I have to, but um, maybe they'll call you. I don't know. I got to go. So, uh, <laughs> well, and you have a disability too, right? Timothy? I'm definitely left ear. Definitely left ear. I was born with club feet. Um, What is club feet? um, I've never known. It's, but I know there's braces involved, but I don't know what it is. It's like you're, it's either like you don't have part of your ankles or your ankles are built in such a way that they're turned in like this. Oh, they're turned in like a penguin. Yeah. Like, um, uh, I did a wheel, I did a wheelchair for somewhere between four and six months and it was the hardest fucking thing I've ever done in my life like I got stuck in a hallway for two and a half hours because there was a cactus and my chair got jammed and I was on so many fucking painkillers that I was just like fuck it and just took a nap because I didn't know what else to do (laughs) Um, but like you know I'd go down to the I was standing in San Diego at the time because my girlfriend there had an elevator so I could where I lived there was stairs um and I used to just like wheel down to uh, you know Ocean Beach and just like sit with a bunch of other wheelchair people and then make fun of me because I wasn't a lifer. Um, but uh, yeah, they had some really cool chairs. It's a whole nother world. Um, yeah. Some of the coolest fucking people I've ever met, and then like in some of the most hardcore sadness I've ever seen, just in terms of like you know the way people had to live um, for something that wasn't their fault. So you have polio too, huh? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, so they, that's it. It was the, you have the missing neuron. That's the whole thing. I have SMA. SMA. Spinal muscular atrophy. Oh. It's a form of muscular dystrophy. It's okay. what most, like, <laughs> I was going to say it's what most disabled people have, but that's such an ignorant statement. <laughs> um, like, like, if you see someone in a wheelchair and they look weak, like, they have muscular dystrophy. And there you go. All right. Yeah, so... And so, were you, I mean, if I get too weird with my questions, just say like, I don't want to answer That's that. Fine. Could, did you? Were you ever able to walk? Did that? Has that ever uh, been a no. thing? No. No, you've no. never. No, I'm good. Yeah. When, but when you were a baby, did you crawl? Uh, no, I rolled. You I, rolled. Um, I think I stood maybe, but like, not really. I don't know. Were yeah. you a tiny, tiny baby? No, I was a big baby. I was born on my due date too. I was totally healthy. Yeah. So what? What it's genetic. It's, it's just genetic. runs in my family. My aunt has it. Oh, wow. Uh, my brother, it's like that and cleft chins. And my brother got the cleft chin. Okay. And he's a handsome motherfucker. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad I didn't get the cleft chin, though. I don't like those chins. <laughs> They're all in the Lord of the Rings. You ever watch the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, they all have cleft chins. Oh, like little butts on their faces? Yeah. Yeah. yeah little butts. Little butts. Yeah. Little tiny so butts. So I'm, I'm really happy I didn't get that. Like, I think that was... Well, you almost made one with your lip piercing. You almost, uh-huh. like, made a, made, a, made a high butt on your... Uh, like uh-huh. a cute yeah. little, a cute little yeah. uh, thing on your face. Yeah. Uh, so when you're in the hospital and you said you were dying, do you, do you face your mortality? Like, do you think, like, this could be the end? And if so, do you believe in an afterlife? Or do you think it's, like, hmm. extinction? Like... My brain stops and I'm dead, and there's no more. Or, what? What's your thoughts on like? Or because yeah. you seem like a philosopher. <clears throat> huh. Wow, I get I get to be a philosopher. Thanks, Pam. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a it's a deep question. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely. I mean, when I'm in the hospital, like I guess specifically to address that, I don't think I'm gonna die because I'm like, 
you know, surrounded by fucking machine lights, you know. If I die from all this, it's, you know, fuck you, hospital. Like, <laughs> but, um, no, I guess, like, yeah, I've definitely been in near-death situations, I guess, and, uh, um, I used to be a, uh, very afraid. Like, I used to, um, yeah, like, fear, you know, like, everyone has their rational, like, death fears, and, oh my god, black void, what do we do, you know, um, I, but then, I guess recently, I haven't been so afraid, because I, I guess, uh, I guess uh, my fear kind of stopped, because I was reading a lot of Wait But Why, have you ever seen that blog? No, Wait But Why. By Tim Urban, he's a good philosopher, he's my Oh philosopher. yeah, yeah, I've read some Tim yeah. Urban. Yeah, he's great. He's famous for his um, procrastination. Yeah, article. yeah, yeah. That, I, yeah. I, I ripped some of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but he has this whole thing about cryogenics and like how you can basically freeze your body and then wake up thousands of years later when they have the technology to bring you back and like live a second life. And I just thought, wow, that's kind of like a, like a part two of a journey. And I just thought since like that's like right before death, like death is probably a journey too you know it's just it's another stage it's a natural stage before birth was a stage we don't remember it right. you know and we don't we're obviously i mean maybe we're emotionally fucked from being in the void so long before being born in the void you know right um, right right they, uh, the catholics call it the guff the guff. Yeah, that's oh. where all the baby souls hang out before they Sounds become like born. Sounds like a bad FTV. I don't even know. <laughs> but uh, the guff. Um, yeah, so I guess we just go back into the guff. And uh, I, I do have a theory that I always like. I, I, I maybe I came up with it when I was high, but like I thought. <laughs> I, I think it's really cool, but it's this idea that. So you know how you're the only first person, right? Like, you're the only one who can look through your own eyes. Right, 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 right. And everyone else around you are fucking unsentient robots for all you know. You know? <laughs> like, you don't even know. So, it's this idea that there are only, there's only one first person. There can only be one first person. There can only be one you. So, you know, this I learned in statistics, like, what is it? P over N or something? N over P, like, like if the number of occurrences of the amount of space increases to infinity, then the probability of something happening is infinity. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So if you have like 500 marbles and and then you have the probability that of one red marble and 500 blue, but you keep raising that number, that, that both numbers are going to raise. So if space and time is infinite, that's N, right? That you know, infinite space, infinite time, infinite number of things can happen. That means that if you die, the first person gets like blipped out, right? Mm -hmm. There's no more first person. So that means that it has to happen again, according huh. to that law. Like you have to re be reborn because there's an infinite number of you know, there's, there's infinite time. Of course you'll be reborn again. Oh, right. Because that has to happen. So, I mean, I guess the caveat of that is since it, an infinite number of things can happen, then you'll never happen again. You know, but, but 
you know, you have to happen again because of the laws of infinity. So, so you know, I guess that's a long way of saying that reincarnation is real. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, do, you, do you believe in reincarnation? Yeah, I think um, maybe in that sense. I don't really know. I have a weird but, new theory about huh. reincarnation that is uh, partially a joke, but I kind of believe it too, is that all of these, so we've been, we've been extinct, we've been making different species of animals extinct, right? We're, we have to save the whales because we're killing all the whales. The polar bears are dying. and I believe they have souls too. So when they go back in, the whole thing is, and we've been having this huge, you know, human population. And as animals are dying off and insects, infinite insects and all these things, more humans are born. And so I think that maybe autism is uh, maybe like mosquitoes being reborn. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Am I a dick? I know. Or like, um, you know, like That's some weird, great. like That's the whales. Cute. The whales are like. <laughs> it's just that they have a different consciousness and a different way of perceiving. Their yeah. soul hasn't been in a human before, and so now it's in this human body, and they're like, "Whoa! Why well, have sensory difficulties? Because I'm used to being a polar bear, you know." <laughs> so and that's why we're fucked up because we used to be animals. But I think that more yeah. recently, as the population growth yeah. has increased, because if matter cannot be created or destroyed, mm. and humans or any animal that is alive is matter. And even your consciousness and your experience, your experiences that you compile, that's sort of like, let's well, esoteric matter. But so if you're a person and you die, you would come back. But the thing is, how are there so many people? How yeah. and how do all those people have souls or are they all soulless monsters in India? Well, Who that's knows? the thing, like when people die, when people die too, it's like, yeah, the whole idea that energy can be created or destroyed, your consciousness that has to go somewhere. That's what I think, too. Yeah. I feel the same Everybody's way. Everybody's, like, so freaked out about losing their consciousness. That sounds like the best part to me. <laughs> I know I keep saying this, but, uh, yeah. Yes. Like, oh. later. Uh, see, can, can I share something dark? Anything you want. This like, is... I, go I needed, on. Like, <laughs> this really traumatized me this week, and I needed to... I had to, like, tell my therapist, and I told my dad in the middle of the night crying, and oh. I told my friend, and I, I saw someone, like, to end it or try to end it on the Whoa. on the bike track. What? What? Yeah, what? They tried yeah. to jump in front of. They were on the tracks. Well, here's what happened. So I was like, <gasps> I, was, I was going in the elevator, and I guess they had stopped the train already. But like, I didn't know that. Like, I just heard someone try to jump. So I went down. All I see is like this guy leaning up against, like he was on the tracks and leaning up against the ledge, like nobody doing anything. And the BART train was one minute away. Whoa. That's all I saw coming out of the elevator. So I just about like flipped my shit. I like ran up to him. I was like, dude, get the fuck off the tracks. Like, what are you doing? Like, no one was doing anything. And since it was one minute away, I was like ducking behind walls, like yeah. ready for a splatter. And, ah! Yeah, no, it was bad. And so, and so I, I, um, so I went up to these guys. I was like, can like maybe like pull him up like he's gonna get hit like any minute right now and they're like oh don't worry they stopped the train <sighs> i was like oh and so i was you know i was like outside he of- could still touch the electric third rail anytime oh, yeah, he wanted yeah he could have done I he could have touched the electric yeah, third rail he totally could and so i guess some guy talked him out and then me i was like just freaking out and like not handling it well at all and so i was like walking on his right and the other guy was walking on his left and they restarted the train so I'm like, oh shit, he's just gonna, gonna jump, jump in out front of the train. In front, but we're like following him. 
And then he just leaves. And then I just, like, broke down right there on the stairs because it was just, like, man, like, like, you know, I'm depressed every day. I hate my life all the time. Like, I definitely had those thoughts, but, like, to see someone, like, just, like, going for it and just, like, he had nothing. He had no one. Wow. You know, and it was, poof, man. It, was he homeless? He didn't look homeless. I mean, he looked like just, he looked like he a young, looked, sad guy. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, and both of us said our reaction was Jesus, and it's, isn't that funny that, like, <laughs> Jesus is not there that this day. Is the, yeah, it's we we bring yeah. that's like that's how we express our even even mm-hmm. unbeknownst we're not even religious people, but unbeknownst to even ourselves, our our um you know recitations of woe or of surprise come yeah. out as Jesus, which is like bizarre, like that we sort of call to the heavens even when we don't mean to. This is my new mm-hmm. goal. I want a hundred years from now, and somebody's you know publicly killing themselves and somebody sees it I want people to go Timmy <laughs> pulling a Timmy <laughs> no that's terrible <laughs> well I mean I'm not saying I'm going to jump oh, on the train good, I, good. I just want to have that big of an effect on the whole entire world so now this breaches us onto another thing is that I we just talked about the afterlife now I truly believe that we only exist through other people's memories so for me Marks right now is alive and well because I'm reading his book again and I love you know, oh Karl God. Marx. But oh so, God. but my idea is that even my grandmother, like I'm thinking about her right now, Grandma Benjamin. Yeah. So for me, she's still mm-hmm. alive. She still exists because she still has an impact on my life and in my remembrances. And that's what I believe is an afterlife is that it's like the half life of your life of how long people remember you. So some people do get to live forever, like Prince and Michael Jackson, <laughs> or maybe not even forever. Maybe in 300 years, they'll be like, you, Prince who? It'll be like well, Prince least, Edward, uh, Prince William, Prince At least Prince Stephen what? Hawking's DNA is in space. So. Stephen he's Hawking. Actually, no, so he's another he's one. He's actually going to live forever. <laughs> he'll live forever. But the, and all, yes, he'll literally live forever in space. I'm convinced the, that he got the... That he, that he doesn't really have the disease that he says that he has, that he's severely injured himself in time travel. He's severely... Oh, yeah. That's a great... That's a yeah. great... That would be awesome. Yeah. He, he has a form of muscular dystrophy too, by the way. All right. So just, uh, just all I never, I, I yeah. never read the story of how all that happened. I wanted to watch the movie, and then I was like, maybe I should read the book, and then I never got around to either. Didn't, I haven't gotten. Around. I don't know as much about Stephen Hawking as I should, but he's still in my thoughts, and therefore he exists, and he'll exist for hopefully thousands of years. Or, but that's so that's my thing is that as I'm long trying. As that satellite says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. But so that's so my you know when I'm sitting on the earth or whatever and it's so silly because now we're doing digital recordings which if the solar flare happens are gone anyway so even though it is still sort of a form of ephemera it's not real ephemera like radio or theater art but it's I mean we're podcasting so it exists at least until mp3s don't exist anymore but that's like leaving a log a remembrance of something so that because I'm not going to have any kids right so no little people are going to be like oh mommy pammy is so great blah, 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 mommy man <laughs> so i won't live on that way and i think that's why so many people are afraid of death is because you know what, what am i going to leave so you leave children or you leave blah, 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 you, so what i'm asking you is what do you how are you how do you now demarcate your time and space and how do you want to be remembered in the future to sort of keep your you alive uh jokes yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean yeah I don't know I, I don't plan to have any kids or anything my brother my brother's only six years old so he's kind of like my kid oh cool <laughs> in a weird way um but uh 
in a weird, non, not that weird way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess just, I, I'd like to be funny. I, I, I want to try and, uh, do good things. Example? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, Saving people from the Bart uh, yeah, train. I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to start a nonprofit right now. Oh, sweet. Yeah. What, what's, what's that? What's that? Uh, <laughs> we just decided on a name yesterday. It's, we're called Hackability. I, I, I liked like it, and I didn't like it, and I like it now, but then I because it has the word hack in it, and it's just like... Because it, it, is it in reference to comedy at all? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. It's, it's in reference to like life hacking. Oh, cool. Yeah. So okay. So it's what it does. Is we, our goal is to connect um, makers and engineer type folks with people with disabilities, so that they can create assistive technology for them. Awesome. Yeah, and we would be in charge of like. Um, Making sure it's created in the cheap, most efficient way possible. You know, we'd be kind of like the middleman between those two right. groups in terms of consulting and pricing and timelines and things like that. So, that is awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, we're in the very early stages. Um, I'm I'm a little bit torn because I'm trying to do this comedy thing, and and I I really I'm one of those people who like. If I can't put my all into something, sometimes I don't put anything into it. So right, it's like, right. It's a very bad habit that I'm trying to shake. But um, well, it's no, yeah. it's not. It's it's if you, if you don't want to give it your all, there's no point in doing it. I do the same thing. Like I just yeah. I've, I haven't done comedy for like a month and a half just because I don't feel like it. Yeah. You know, like if I don't yeah. if I don't want to be there, I don't want to waste everybody's time. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah then, like, I, I tried. I mean, I try to do that. Like I'm not one of the. Yeah, I'm not doing like 10 projects at the same time or anything. Right. It's just the comedy in that, but it's like, because I have this problem where I, I do want to do it in the long term, but then I, I get a lot of anxiety and like failure complex when it comes down to yeah. like just actually executing. And I don't want to do it in the moment, but then I have to remind myself that like, wait, I've been wanting to do this. Now that it comes down to doing it, that can't be the reason why I don't want to do it. You know what well, I mean? always remember that perfect is the enemy of done. Oh my God. <laughs> I just do oh things. Man. I just get it done. I can't even be a perfectionist anymore. I'm yeah. like, whatever, just throw throw it out. I can't yeah, wait till that revelation. I'm, I'm trying to work on motivation stuff. It's so hard. Perfect I, oh, is yeah. the enemy of done. Just do, just make mm-hmm. lists, get it done. Try, 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 try. You work really hard too. Um, give us an example of a hack. Of a hack, like um, for a person with a disability, like they can't put the, they can't touch their f- nose glass, they can't push their glasses up, and then you. Oh, would... like a hack joke or something. No, 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 or... like a hack, like, like a hackability. with your, oh, like your like hackability hack. thing, like because you're looking for people oh, with disabilities, like. Yeah, yeah. But what are the problems that people face? Like I can think you said earlier, sure. like scratching your face would be really yeah. nice. Well, uh, well, I guess I'll tell you the the genesis of. Cool. This, yeah. Because that's really related. Um, the, my original idea for this was. I have been trying to obtain a robotic arm oh. that I could attach to my wheelchair and it could feed me, scratch my face, like go grocery shop, like literally do everything an arm can do. Yeah. You know. Um, the caveat was it was fifty thousand dollars. Oh. Um, and and their answer was, oh, just fundraise. I just fundraise for it and like. Do a GoFundMe. So I started GoFundMe. I raised about two thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, but it was it was from a lot of family and friends who really wanted me to have this. Like, 
God bless her soul. Um, and, but, but I felt dirty. I felt gross. I felt like I wasn't working for it. I felt like I was, like, begging these people to, it was like a charity case. Like, the whole, this is my cure. I need an arm. Right. You know, it just, it felt, you know, somebody said, oh, you should hold a benefit. I just, I'm not dying, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. So, so I thought, well, if I'm going to be putting so much time and energy into this anyway, then I want to make it count. So I want everyone to be able to get this. So I met with some engineers um, at UC Berkeley. They're part of a student group called Enable Tech. Cool. Um, they basically do that. They connect student engineers with people with disabilities and they build cool shit for them. Like they were working on an automatic window that opens and closes. Um, they're working on a, an assistant app. So it's an app that um, makes it so you can easily contact the emergency attendant service in Berkeley and, and get someone out really quick. So they're working on a lot of cool stuff. Um, but I joined with them and this other guy who's a filmmaker with my same disability, oh, Owen, wow. Ke- Owen Kent. And uh, we were, we've developed a prototype for an arm and our goal is to keep it under $1,000. Wow. Um, we're going to open source it, see if we can 3D print it that way. Because if I want to have this arm, like I was thinking, if I got this $50,000 arm, I'd be going around and all my friends would still be struggling. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They would still be fucked. So it's like, why am I the only one that gets this arm? I think everyone should have it. So, so then we thought, how are we going to afford to do this? So that's where the nonprofit idea came in. So we're going to have it be like an umbrella so we can kind of sponsor this arm um it's called right now the name of the arm is uh jarl jarl which, which stands for just another robotic limb <laughs> yeah. yeah i got a pitch uh, all right huh. all right so the the face scratching thing that you're talking about here yeah um we've ever been through a car wash uh, yeah, like in the car, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but think of like a smaller, narrow one that you roll through in your wheelchair, but like, you know, brushes your face. But like no water, just like... No water, just like <laughs> when your face itches. You just like go through your face scratch tunnel. That'd like, be kind of cool. That would be pretty sweet, but like and cool lights and really like good. play a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get those, uh, you know, those weird light hair things, what are those called? Fiber lights. Whoa. You can scratch your face. A fiberglass, like, yeah. Like, no, I'd probably, like, no. build it wrong, put too, too strong a motor, and then it would just rip someone's head off. Oh. It'd probably be a good, like, <laughs> head massage, because I really like when my, my eyebrows are massaged. Right. Yeah, yeah. Who, who yeah. doesn't? I yeah. make my boyfriend do that all the time. So, uh... <laughs> It's that's really that sounds like a really cool, actually lasting mark. It would be this nonprofit. That, yeah, I would. I would like to do that. I worry that I'm not going to follow through, and it's going to tank, and my life's going to be a failure. But I think that's everyone's worry. Like, a- absolutely, yeah. I constantly have an enormous fear of failure, and uh, yeah. you know. But that's the thing. I, my failure complex, or my I'll never be good enough complex, directly comes from Jesus, because yeah. I was never. It was constantly. You know, no matter how hard you try, how hard you try, there's still something wrong. You never, you're never, never good enough. Yeah. Uh, and that's both my mother and Jesus together, mm. uh, with my own complexes. Uh, yeah, pervert fervor's gonna take a step outside to get his head together uh-uh. via smoke before his big long set. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, what are some other 
things that would make your life a lot easier besides it would a robotic arm solve everything uh no it would help with a lot of things um i think there's always that danger of like oh my my life is better now because of this and then you get bored of that in a month and then and then i go back to oh yeah i still have add and <laughs> you know so it's just like um yeah i think that would make my life easier um having a more reliable assistant team i do love my assistants very much they are they are very good friends and but but lately it's been just hard finding people um so maybe having a little more of that i guess that's my plug if anyone wants to work for me on the weekends and wipe my ass and uh, let me know um what else uh i don't really need money yet unless trump does something i mean and is that you so you get you have a you're literally on yeah. disability but you have a real disability uh, yeah i yeah, do obviously um, i have i have i have a disability <laughs> would he um, cut is he really talking about cutting funding for disability well, that's very hitler-esque well what's bothering me a little bit is um well not really a little bit but he wants to create block grants for the states so because before basically obama told the states that this is how much funding you have to put towards Medicare. This is how much funding you have to put towards Medicaid. You know, this, you know, he basically said how much you have to allocate so they couldn't strip it. You know, this is how much for SSI. Um, and Jerry Brown has always been very adamant about, you know, he's fiscally conservative to an extent. So, you know, he wanted to cut a, a lot of these programs, but because of those mandates, he wasn't able to. Um, so by instituting block grants, um, it makes it so the states have leeway oh. about how they can distribute funding. So then it comes down to that whole, oh, you know, like some states you might get 283 hours a month. Another state you might get 200. You know, Texas, I don't think you get that many hours. And I'm, this is hours of, 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 of assistance. Of, yeah, yeah. So it's about how long you get to sit on the toilet to take a shit. That's insane. But, yeah. So are you like... Do you have? Is your, are you super scheduled? Like you know, you oh, know, yeah. you can only do certain things at certain times because you have. My my life is extremely scheduled. I I'm lucky in the sense that my assistants are very flexible because right. I don't hire like nurses, and I, I think that's a big misconception that people think I got all these nursey fuddy duddy like. Things. And no, I got stoners and college students and artists and hippies and you know like I hire people off of Craigslist. Right. And so it's like, um, uh, lost my train of thought. It, it, yeah, it's just, um, fuck, sorry. I had, you I, hire, who you hire? I'm, you don't I'm hire high, nurses. I'm high, yes. Yeah, no, no, it's, <laughs> who do you oh, hire? Oh, who do I hire? Oh, yeah, so, um, God, what was I going to say? Yeah, I just hire those types of people. So my life is scheduled to the extent that I do have to say when I'm going to meet people or, but they're pretty flexible, so I'm able to have an active life. Like, right. I'm able to go out to these mics. It's just like when people see me rushing out the door right after, it's because I gotta go eat dinner. You know, right, because like, four hours you've got. Yeah, I got four hours. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. you have to. You have to. Which I, which I break that rule all the time. I'm probably really unhealthy. Albert Lee said I looked. Said I lost weight yesterday. No, I was like, God damn it! And I think he meant it as a compliment, but <laughs> I was like, no. But it's so. How many how many hours do they give you a month right now? Oh, I'm good. I, I oh, got, you're good. So you're, I, I, 
I'm good on hours, yeah. But um, and okay. and it's just it's just daytime. It's not. But what if you wake up in the middle of the night and something has to happen? I have overnight people too. You have overnight people. Yeah. Too. Gotcha. Yeah, I used to get those calls. I'd be like, no, no, because they. Really? Uh, yeah, there was one guy that I would go to, and uh, he didn't have arms or legs, and he was really creepy. <laughs> oh. He had all these uh, really explicit uh, magazine pages torn out and taped all over the walls. Fuck, and, what um, kind of disabled people did you know? Uh, this was in uh, Oroville County. Oh, Warville uh, County. Yeah, I, I was going in trailers and stuff. Um, wow. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. What, what is what is the least accessible part about San Francisco? Is there like Chinatown? Chinatown. Yeah. Can't get anywhere. Just can't even. Well, I, I just remember this one very poignant moment where I was walking up a hill in Chinatown with my mom, and she's like, she was really stressed out, and and we got all the way up to the hill, and it wasn't just like a step. It was like a cliff. Oh, you know, just right. <laughs> so, yeah, that, yeah. That's my short answer. Yeah, right, all right. Yeah. Uh, do you, and I mean, do you experience um, a lot of uh, di- discrimination because of your, or is this a kind of a kind city for it? Or do you feel like. Mm, I, I, I experience a weird form of discrimination. It's, it's the well intentioned discrimination which I was talking about yeah. earlier um, like, and, and some of it might even just be like I don't know if it's in my head but like you know people will say oh you're amazing oh. in the elevator and I'm just fucking sitting there <laughs> and it's just like okay like, and, and I don't know how to feel about it because I don't want to be mad at them like I obviously made their day right. you know? <laughs> like, that's great um, I was going to say though about just Timothy just I'm really interested in your just interactions with the people you're helping and caring for because I think that it is a big problem especially among disabled people who hire people like disabled people are bitter they can be bitter fucking assholes oh man yeah Yeah. it was uh, it it was um, it was uh, it was as good as it was bad I just couldn't it got to a point where like I wasn't sleeping at night because I was worried about people and then like people would die and they were like my best friends because I'd see them every day and then it was just like fuck I can't do this anymore it blurs that too because like when you work with someone it's not like it's not like you just work for them and leave and a relationship builds and yeah I was trying to be a nurse for a while Um, but uh, yeah I, I did like I worked in I worked at Kaiser for like uh, I don't know, like ten years, um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird world. Um, yeah, but I think but I think that's like a big just a big problem with like you know when people rely on other people, it causes tension. People don't treat each other right. And, well, it's like in their know. situation too. It's like this guy with the the stuff taped on his walls. It's like I get that, and that was the part that scared me about it the most. Was like the fact that like he's got the balls to just do that or make so, ask somebody to do that for him what was it just like like just like models just like new, new just like tits and pussy yeah um uh, on the ceiling right above him and he was just mm-hmm. like in a diaper no shirt just mm-hmm. like sleazy as hell like uh yeah. I don't, but like but if that's not taped there and that's what he needs to do then like How's he gonna do it? And he's still gonna ask people at the same time. So it's like, fuck. so did you do you did you jerk him off? Is that what we're talking about? Like, no, like he was like, is that something that they? I mean, is that can you ask your assistants to do that? 
Huh. Is that inappropriate? No. I, I, I mean. Well, there, I mean, there's a. No, a I different do, guy. Yeah. The the AIDS guy tried that. to get me to. Uh, no, the AIDS guy tried to get me to let him blow me. For like ten minutes, and I was like, "Okay, I'm out of here." Yeah, that's pretty long. Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, but I'm interested in Jade's thing. Can you? I mean, how does that work sexually? You really want to know how disabled people masturbate? Huh? Well, I know. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, interested I'm happy in. I'm tell you. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah cool. I'm sorry. I was making fun of you. I'm oh no. Okay. <laughs> um, no. No. I mean, yeah. It's a good question. I mean, yeah. I've definitely heard. I mean, I've heard of like instances of disabled couples. Like, they're both disabled and they can't fuck, so they have a third party come in and, you know... Interesting. ...jerk them off or, you know, whatever needs to be done. Um, you know, obviously that's only good if literally all parties consent. Right. Like, you know, you can't say, oh, you work for me, you have to jerk me off. Like, that's Yeah, no, quid pro quo. Or yeah. Pip, quid uh, pro quo. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll open up. Like, I... How I do it is I I pick my my most trusted person to talk to about this, like the one who's worked with me the longest and and you know, so the person I trust and I'm the most friends with and the most comfortable. And basically just how I do it is they set me up. They don't they don't like do it for me. They just like the put put the vibrator in my hand, leave the room and I call when I'm done. Oh so, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so it's yeah. literally assistance. Yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. you know, and cool. I would never, and even that, even that is such an intimate thing. So, you know, I would never, yeah, I would never make someone do that, or, you know, it, it's just, you know, you, and I, they're the only one that does it. I don't ask any of my other assistants. Is there like a code for that, like in the in the world? Like, like does the guy like come in and he's like. I don't know. Uh, it was like, uh, yeah, you know, I do uh, do uh, bathing. I'll uh, clean your place. Assisted uh, masturbation. Yeah, yeah. Assisted <laughs> masturbation. Assisted masturbation. Yeah, I, I've never seen that. That um, funny. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because you're paying them. So would it be considered prostitution? I find very interesting. It's uh, it's a sexual act, and well, you're, yeah. you're paying someone to do it. And so is that illegal or illegal? I say well, every- help everybody get off, but. Yeah, well, everything they, they do more is those illegal. Machines. Machines, yes, the Sibian. Yeah. Oh, I definitely, or the Sibian or like a dildo machine or something. Right, yeah. right, right. Like in that um, yeah. uh, burn after reading when yeah. he has the. I mean, I've tried, machine. I've tried like cheap, like the vibrating underwear. I've tried that. Like, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still set up. It still requires setup. Absolutely. You know, um, I think, well, I mean, it's funny because, you know, when you're talking about the prostitution, like, is that illegal? Or, Something. Most of the things that my assistants do are illegal. And when I say that, I mean they're not allowed to feed my pets. They're not allowed to leave the house with me. They're not allowed to help me smoke pot or drink alcohol. Interesting. Yeah, and, and, that's, oh, yeah. All, and that's all in the beer. Yeah, you, you know, you've probably seen that and when you were... But you're know. an adult and you're able to drink alcohol. They're not allowed well, to assist you Well, IHSS, drink. The, the agency that pays them, oh. says that we can't authorize you to do these things. So when I hire people, they have to go to an orientation right. where they are fed all this. And I have to explicitly tell them almost like not to listen to that. Right, exactly. Because, you know, I, I need to feed my cat. I need to go to my doctor's appointments, you know, like... Yeah, really normal shit. So basically, it's this idea that, like, disabled people don't have exciting lives. They stay in bed all day, and they're all the same. Right. That's what, that's what the agency 
Nazis. I mean, oh. that's when, you know, like, especially when we're trying to schedule appointments or intake emails, they'll give us a window. They'll be like, we'll be there between 9 a.m. and 8 p.m. Ah. And it's just like, wait, because they think you're in bed all day. Because, and, wow. and they also think you have an attendant with you at all times, huh. which is hilarious because they don't give anyone enough hours to have that. I mean, right, they, right. They were so desperate for people when I was there. Like, they would offer me, like, they can't pay you more than, like, 13 bucks an hour, but people need people so badly. They'd mm-hmm. be like, if you just go do this thing. She's like, I'll give you 175 miles on your mileage chart. Like, wow. But, it, yeah. I mean, it worked the other way, too. Like, the the patients that I had that I didn't get along with and that were, like, mobile and not, like, didn't need a super amount of care. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't... I kind of regret this, actually. I don't know how I feel about it, so I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Um, I used to... I did this maybe twice. I would just give a guy, like, an eighth of weed... And then have them sign me off for like a month and then just be like, fuck you, I'm out of here. And then never check them. And wait, they, wait, they still you paid gave, you? you yeah, he, he filled out my forms that I was there. Because I just had like a clipboard with like, uh, yeah, like he'd, he'd just sign it. And then, and then I would date it later and just turn it in every week. Oh, so you would get paid and in exchange you gave him weed? I gave him, yeah, I gave him oh, like, okay. a, like, even like an eighth yeah. or a half ounce or something. And then... Uh, I just, uh, I think I would like stop by and check or something, just like make sure that he wasn't dead. But like, <laughs> yeah, it was such a dick. Wow, he was, this is the guy. This is the guy that uh, tried to do that nasty thing I said earlier. But um, yeah. yeah, so wow, um, I, I want I, I'd like Jade to speak to the bitterness you mentioned in passing that uh, people with disabilities are, are generally bitter bitter people I mean that's a stereotype but yeah well you said it but I just I'm just wondering if you can like yeah. speak to the bitterness and like totally. where that comes from and and I mean because um yeah I mean I think uh you know yeah uh, of course not all disabled people are bitter um I think there is a, a stereotype of the uh you know the disabled guy that's too is too happy you know likes to sue everyone um, that's, that's a, that's a bad thing. But yeah, I do think a lot of disabled people are better. Um, you know, especially people that I've known who have a similar condition as me, you know, they're maybe, they're, they're women, they're female body, they live in a, the city, you know, a high stress job, you know, and they're disabled like me, you know. Um, but, and it's, it's hard because you have to, on top of living your life and trying to be seen as an equal and trying to be seen as a valued member of society, you're also running an entire business. Right. Like, like hiring my assistants is like running a business. I yeah. Send, I send out newsletters, I sign time cards, I do the schedule, like, I do everything. Right. Um, so I've noticed that people get very bitter. I mean, you know, like, if you don't do something just right, they blame you for it, or, or like I... You know, I had an old friend a long time ago. We used to, we lived next door to each other, and we used to share overnight assistance. Um, and and that got bad because she, I don't know. I just thought my friend was, she's not my friend anymore, but you know, she's very entitled. You know, she she thought like, oh, if I want her to come in at 10:30, then she should come in at 10:30. I'm like, well, is that the time you guys agreed on when you initially hired her? No, but my health is more important. And uh. it's like, okay, but what about her time? And it's just like, and, you know, I don't think that, I don't think that you can get good care if you're a dick. 
Right. If you treat people like shit, you're gonna get treated like shit back. So that's why I always try to be really nice to my assistants. I, you know, I, I give, I, I throw an appreciation dinner every year. You know, I try and accommodate their schedules. Because the minute you start disrespecting people's time, the minute they start disrespecting you, and that's what I've seen in a lot of disabled people and who require assistant care. Yeah, you know, and when I say disabled people, I'm mainly talking about uh, physically disabled people. I don't want to exclude people with invisible disabilities. Well, you, you can't treat anybody like anything. You know, you can't go walk into somebody's house and, you know, where they live, it's their place. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, they're being totally 100% open with, you know, with their lives with you. And you have to, like, just go in just pure of any kind of, like, preconception every door you walk into. Because yeah. you never know what kind of situation you're going to be in. And if you go in with some kind of weird attitude... You know, um, then it's gonna, you know, then that person's gonna get the, the, that attitude's gonna rub off on them, and then the whole the whole situation's gonna oh, yeah. go weird. So, like, if you're having a bad day, you're gonna make every one of your clients have a bad day too. Exactly. Yeah. It's totally reciprocal, and I think that's why some like these specific people I'm thinking of in my mind who have this problem have yeah. a hard time keeping people. Well, and it's the $13 an hour. Can you pay yeah, them too. more on yeah. the side? So it's like you get reimbursed for $13 an hour. Well, Is that how I, it comes out? Well, no, they the the agency gives them a check. Right, but oh the eight but the, so they're they contracting the card, yeah. But they're contracting through the disability office. Well, they okay, so here's what happens. I I hire someone of my own accord. I put out my own ads. I oh, you do don't have an agency? Thing. No, she said she does it I'm all not, herself. Um, She's her agency. I'm the agency. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I run everything. I do the scheduling. I do everything. And then here's the fucked up part. If they're not already enrolled in the agency, which most people aren't, you know, if you go to the agency, you end up getting, like, people who don't speak English and crackheads and just all this terrible, like... Holy so shit. I, yeah, yeah, it's really bad. So I usually try and hire on Craigslist so I can be more specific in what I want. Um... Anyway, I have to get them enrolled, which requires them to, you know, go make two appointments and then wait two months oh. until their first time card. So wow. that's another reason it's really hard to find people, is they gotta wait two months. Um, and then they send them a time card. I sign it and fill it out, and then they send them a check. When you said running a business, I thought you were doing a metaphor for just how much work there is in general just for dealing with the system but well it is no, ca- yeah yeah but no i didn't realize you have yeah. your own fucking business wow I, and then people don't have the choice like i don't have a choice right you know what i mean and right. so i think people who you know they're born they're not natural business leaders you're gonna be fucked <laughs> you know and i i mean i'm lucky enough that i'm able to handle it i don't want to be handling it but I have a I have a personality that I'm, I'm pretty easy going with people. I know how to, you know, communicate with people. But if you have poor communication skills and you're just not built to do that, yeah, you're gonna have a really hard time. And and if you have a physical disability on top of that, you know, there you are living in your trailer with no arms and no legs and maybe pictures on your face. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what, why does it have to be only thirteen dollars an hour? That just because that's what the agency pays. Because it's, it's not minimum valued. wage. It's not a valued profession. Well, it's all part of it's, it's all part of like the Section Eight and what the government's budgeted yeah. for it. You know, like it's all yeah. It's like that's why they count hours. That's why mm-hmm. they do uh, you know, the shit for showering. Uh, like uh, yeah. you know, and the, they'd say like you can only I remember them writing. They're like you can only they're like they're like 
why don't you stay like 35, 40 minutes? I'll give you more gas mileage, but um, only mm-hmm. write down that you were there for like 15 to 20. Huh. Yeah, they try to do little things like that when yeah. I was there. And I used to, you know, stay like an hour if I was having a good game of chess or something. Yeah, but sure. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And the agency, it's very invasive because the agency, they'll check up on me every year. Right. To make sure I'm still disabled. Ha! And, it, <laughs> and it's funny. Like, bring, are you still fucked yet? Yeah, Later. And I bring out all my breathing machines every time. I tell my nigga, look, listen. I probably shouldn't say that on there. No, I don't really do that. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. That was a total joke. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, but no, I mean, what I'm saying is that they, they check to make sure you're disabled. And, and then they, they ask you these very invasive questions. How long does it take you to shit? How long does it take you to shower? How long does it take you to stretch? How long does it take you to eat? Do you need to be fed? Do you need to be dressed? Do you need your ass wiped? It's very right. invasive. And they want to know they want to know what you do every day down to the teeth. You ever tried timing your every move? Wow. How long it takes no. you to brush your teeth? How long it takes you to put on deodorant? They want to know down to the fucking item so that they don't give you too much. So they um, don't give you too much. When I, when I was Aww. at Kaiser, I so had to... Uh, save money. I had to... Uh, a lady came up to me in the pharmacy with um, a box of tampons and the most confused look on her face I'd ever seen in a woman. She was wearing, like, just, like, a weird robe with her face covered. I, I, I don't, you know, she was uh, Eastern somewhere. I don't know what nationality. Um, so I went to try and find a pharmacist and the pharmacist was like, dude, it's slammed. He's like, you got to do this. I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, so, uh, I just Googled like, uh, an instruction thing with, uh, drawings. Oh. And, um, just sat there with her and just like opened it up and like put the drawings in front of her and she's looking at it like, oh my God, like, what is this thing? Um, and then, uh, I guess the doctor wanted her to do it. Um, um, so we, it was a learning experience for both of us. Yeah. All right. Learning experiences here. Uh, it's three oh five. So do you want to? Sure. Yeah. You're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. He's gonna. Perfect. Perfect. Gonna plan a little bit. Uh, Jade. What? What else? Uh, what? What else would you like to leave? Leave us with here. Uh, any? Anything? Any more? Anything you want to promote? You have upcoming shows at some uh, point. You have. Yeah. I well. I, I guess for the listener i'm on facebook yay uh just another disabled entertainer uh that's sorry that's a mouthful um i was i'm in a i'm in a movie what movie a, uh, it's called banana cool it's not really it's a short film it's not a movie. it's a movie <laughs> it's, um but yeah it's called banana it's on my page um i got a show on the 17th at uh, the Hotel Utah. Oh, rad. In SF, yeah. But shame. I'm doing shame. Oh, is that where you, like, read from your diary, or...? Yeah, I think I gotta tell something embarrassing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so... A lot of, a lot of embarrassing things happen to you? Uh, no, 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 I was having trouble. I, I shit during sex one time. Wow, yeah. that's hilarious. No, it wasn't. It was really No, it's not, it, but it's... Yeah, it's funny now. Yeah, it's funny now. but uh, but that's not really that funny. I don't know. I'm gonna tell something different. But. Yeah, I accidentally um, when I was barfing on uh, Friday night, Friday morning, um, I accidentally um, pooped on my bath mat a little bit. It just came <laughs> shooting out my ass, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, my bath mat." Yeah, that's a hard thing about poo. It just doesn't. 
doesn't go away. Like pee, it's like it dissolves or like right. melts into the carpet and no one knows, but poo, man. Yeah, it just doesn't. I, I uh, learned recently that uh, if you shit your pants and you don't wash them within 30 minutes, those pants are dead. Mm-hmm. You can never wear those pants again. Yep. Learned that from a homeless fellow. I, uh, <laughs> I, I threw some pants away after that episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. You smell, you smell them. Uh, so uh, show on the 17th. Yeah. Awesome. Movie. Great. Mm-hmm. And hack, uh, hackability. Hackability. Yeah. We're not, we're not a thing yet, but we will be very, very soon. So awesome. my very yeah. favorite life hack is uh, if you have a warm beer or a warm soda, you get a wet paper towel and you wrap it around it and then you stick it in the freezer and it will cool in like five minutes. Uh, my, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's one of my favorite life hacks. Yep. Little, little wet paper towel around the beer cool it down and it won't overfreeze I don't think it won't overfreeze because it's only like five minutes but it's the extra the water on the outside of it somehow like super cools it really fast with the I don't know science yeah. Science. No religion. Science. No religion. Just science. Yeah. Well, and but that's the thing is that it, it, science can be its own religion because what is religion? It's something that everybody universally, not everybody, but a certain group of people believe in these certain precepts, concepts, texts, right? So that's the same thing with science. There are some people like our uh, vice president. Uh, who doesn't believe in science, it still believes. So that's, I mean, that's why it can be like a religion because you can choose not to believe in stem cell research. You can choose to believe that dinosaurs and humans ex- coexisted. Yeah. Uh, you can believe all kinds of things. So just Even like, though you're wrong. Even though, yeah. <laughs> well, no, and hey, who's to say? I, I mean, I, don't know. Yeah. I believe that, you know, uh, alien cats are here to save us, but yeah. you know, no one else believes in that. I mean, I'm an agnostic, so I don't know shit. Yeah. It's like, are you an agnostic? Do you identify as agnostic? Uh, well, I identify uh, as a commie pinko liberal. No, I, uh, I, I, uh, I don't. I used to identify as a Christian, uh, and I, and I've, I've identified as a Jew, um, and now I just kind of identify as. I, I mean, I'm an. I believe in all theories. I believe in fiction. I believe that Stephen King's universes are real. I believe in this. Yeah. I believe in the Dark Tower. I, I believe in all that shit. Like if you tell me a story and I read it and I've lived in your world, I believe it. I think it's real. I believe in metaphysics. I do, kind of. Do you believe they're gonna actually make a Dark Tower movie? Um, do you believe in that? I. I think they're already doing it. I won't watch it though because um, the black. book is never as good because he's black. No, I mean the gunslinger could be black. I mean I always kind of saw him as a white guy because he, even Stephen King says it's the personification of his like idealized self is the gunslinger. So he's talked about that. But uh, we're gonna get to pervert fervor. Thank you so much, Jade. This has been super enlightening and awesome. I've enjoyed this interview so much yeah. and um, yeah thanks for having me yeah I'm glad yeah. thanks for changing your schedule around oh, to I, make this to make this work I didn't realize was, how fixed your schedule is it was such a burden is. it was such a burden Tim <laughs> <laughs> do you take the bus oh, I take Bart you take oh that's right okay so you take Bart yeah. so you, did you roll you rolled all the way from 24th street yeah alright sweet yeah. I didn't I didn't I wasn't sure if you're uh, how you you don't you live in the city though you don't live in the east bay no, I live in Oakland. Oh, you live in Oakland. I yeah. didn't even know that. That's well, thanks okay. for traveling all the way from under hey, uh, on the traumatic can BART I, system. Can I say one last thing? Absolutely. I really, because I, I haven't been able to talk to you because I never see you. Yeah. I, I really want to do a block party out here. If I do all the works of getting a permit, 
can we have like a show in the radio station and then the audience can be in here and the stage can be right here and then people can even look in the door well we can do that anytime yeah yeah we don't even need permits Really? To block off the whole block? Oh, no, to block off the whole block. I want to make well, it that's, big. I want to make it big. It's pan. really expensive. I looked into it a couple of years ago, and it is the, the biggest problem, besides getting the permits, is that um, when you invite a certain amount of people, you have to provide the porta potties. So, like, you've got these expensive porta, and then you have to have yeah. 100% accessible porta So, you've got, yeah. you have to have porta potties, and you have to have these things. It's, it's, it's insane. Just to get a permit, you need a porta potty. Well, yeah, in order to block off the street, uh, if you're going to be having, they make you, they make you, um, have an idea of how many people you think are going to come, and for every hundred people, you need to have a porta potty. So. What ever happened to like neighborhood block parties? It's like not. I know. Well, they they do one on this street. I'm not sure how they. What if I just like put signs? <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll definitely talk about it. Right, We've always talk. wanted to have yeah, a block party just because we have so many friends that are bands uh, and we have yeah. Floating Goat and Pervert Fervor. And, we want to do a big cripple like, party. Yeah, yeah, outside. With, the, with disabled See, now, if you Now, if, if you were behind that, I'm sure that they... When I'm like, hey, let's do a block party, the city's like, fuck you. But if you're like, let's have a disabled block party and have it all outside, I bet they'd be a lot more amenable to the idea. Okay. Cool. Oh, I'll be in touch. Yay! Yeah. Thank you again so much, Jade. And uh, here we go now. Oh yeah, I'll I'll put your your bag on bag bag back on. Uh, right now, it's time for pervert fervor.
Alex. Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tussle Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Life is life. I'm 